Hello everyone, this is Tribecast episode 5 and my name is Marina. Today I have got for you three interesting interviews from three very different people. First, you'll hear a representative of Estonian startup ecosystem, Asko Sebo, who agreed to talk to me after his speech during startup breakfast organized by Tribe Tampere. Then, Tomi Tirentiev will share his thoughts on the Finnish startup life and what can Nordic Startup School teach you. And last but not the least, Alexandra Santos will tell us what is Tribex and what to expect from Startup World Cup. Let's get started. And today we're having Asko Sieba, uh, our special guest from Estonia. Hello. Hi there. And first things first, Asko, can I ask you to tell a few things about yourself? What are you up to currently? Yeah, I'm uh, one of the uh, co-founders and uh, managers in, a, in an Estonian software company called uh, Moongaskate. And uh, most of my time recently have been going into messing and hacking with data science and cloud infrastructures and uh, and helping people to do the to do the things in a way that won't waste too much of their time. I know that you're quite close to Estonian startup ecosystems. Can you please comment on what's going on there now? Yeah, the startup scenery in Estonia, as probably some of you might have already heard or uh, known, is booming like hell. Uh, there are lots of uh, scale-ups growing like a weed. The uh, hiring pool is getting really tight. You know, the Estonian country is really small. We have just 1.3 million people as a population. And when you narrow it down into some tech field, then it's like a small village. And all those uh, scale-ups have to get along there somehow friendly. But it is, it is it's actually quite cool there and, uh, and very interesting. People really learn how to do business internationally and uh, they are able to raise uh, magnitudes of uh, funds and then and, and really become successful. There are a couple of active unicorns, uh, lots of uh, startups that have been raised funds like tens of millions. Uh, their user bases are growing. They are becoming more and more popular among their international customers and so on and so on. Recently, a few colleagues from Tribe Tampere have been present during Tartu Startup Day. Could you tell us a few things about this event as well? Tartu Startup Day is uh, one of the two uh, biggest Estonian startup events. One is the Latitude 59, which is uh, held yearly basis in Tallinn. Next one is going to be the last week of May. And Tartu Startup Day is another yearly event held in Tartu. Last week was the last one. Uh, it was held third time. It has been very successful in the sense that uh, people really participate there uh, in masse. The first uh, event was held three years ago. Uh, initially, the organizers uh, just dreamed that if they managed to get like thousand people together, they would be lucky. But uh, it turned out that the first event was like three thousand people or so. The, they really did put the venue on test. The next years, like last year and this year, haven't been less successful in that sense. So uh, I have heard from people from different ranks, like from startups, from investors, from employers, to say only positive emotions about the start, uh, Tartu Startup Day. Right. And from Tartu to the universal size, uh, will you be present during the Startup World Cup in Finland? And what do you expect from this event? Yes, I already have marked it in my calendar. Uh, I'm going to be here on uh, 6th of uh, March, was it? Yeah, yeah. and uh, some 
great teaser. Uh, I already heard that uh, somebody said I'm going to speak at the prey event called Tribex. So uh, please come and visit. For me, it is more like exploring the community here. I haven't been in Tampere uh, like professionally before. I remember I once I once was here when I was teenager. Uh, there was a delegation from Tampere visiting Tartu like fall last year, and uh, and somehow I got an idea from there that I should pay a visit back and then see how what the people are doing here and then what's going on here. And so so here I am, and I'm going to check out the uh, the March event as well. So as an outsider, what are your feelings about Finland and Tampere and precise startup ecosystem? Do you uh, feel that we differ from Estonian? I don't have like too much personal experience in the Finnish uh, tech ecosystem in too great detail, so I can't like uh, compare like too easily the, uh, those two ecosystems. But uh, there are a couple of interesting things that I recognize. Is that one thing is that uh, uh, we are probably? It seems to me that uh, we are probably struggling the similar uh, struggles in the sense that uh, both Finns and Estonians, on average, they are all very introverted people. <laughs> and <laughs> and then for most of the startups, either in Finland or in Estonia, talking to a customer and validating the ideas and being kind of like really acting extrovert uh, in that sense is uh, really something that takes some dedicated effort from the people. Uh, I'm from Tartu, uh, which is kind of a similar town in Estonia like Tampere is in, in Finland because I already see here that people from the Tampere ecosystem tend to compare them uh, with what is going on in the Helsinki ecosystem. At the same time, we have the similar thing in Tartu, in Estonia, that we are, uh, we are having our own community there. We, have, uh, we are having our own kind of like bunch of startups spawned from Tartu, and we are uh, also comparing our uh, situations and surroundings with what is going on in Tallinn. <laughs> so in that sense, me as, a, as somebody from Tartu uh, feels quite at home in Tampere at the moment. Regarding differences, I can't really say in the sense that, well, Finland has Uh, obviously a bit bit longer history as, as a free country in terms of uh, entrepreneurial economies and, and stuff like that. The Finns usually, uh, b- because of that Finnish culture, has uh, lots of more kind of like uh, entrepreneurial experiences and, and so on. In Estonia, on the other hand, uh, we had this kind of like a Soviet background thing in the history where uh, somewhere like 25 years ago we, we had to build everything from the ground up. There were, uh, there were some curses in it, but also there were some opportunities in it on the curse side you have the situation where you can't rely on uh, too much things you you just have to figure everything out on your own on the uh, opportunity side that also is a positive thing that you don't have any kind of like legacy copper wires in the ground so you don't have to like worry too much about legacy related inertia you you can you you are having like a blank paper where you can whatever you do you can do it like properly from the ground up you just need to figure out what that properly means uh, it, it is kind of decent that uh, that might be a bit different from the Finnish, Finnish background and obviously that again that population thing as well while Estonia is a small smaller country than Finland again there are a couple of, uh, some challenges and and then some opportunities in it the ch- on the challenge side it it means that Estonia as a market for any product is usually non-existent whenever an Estonian startup uh, starts off it has to think about the international market from the day one it doesn't make sense to think about the Estonian market for um, test or something for in, in most of the cases 
and so that's kind of like on the on the challenge side but on the opportunity side because of this uh, smallness of the country and the pop- uh, population again we have a very little inertia in doing things we can uh, we can really quickly uh, test and validate try different attitudes towards doing things so, so it's it's kind of like easier to probably adjust the cultural thinking and uh, uh, working methods uh, than maybe maybe somewhere with a bit larger community and inertia in it. Right. What would you mark out as the key for success for the Estonian startup community? What was this accelerator or growing point? I don't know. I guess uh, there were a couple of things that has had to be there in order for this kind of like startup scenery to pick up and boom really rapidly. As I was telling in my speech today that uh, the Estonian startup scenery basically started from the place where no, people didn't know even the word startup to the place uh, it is right now in in just kind of like 15 years or even less than 15 years and um, there has had to be a couple of things in place in order for that to be be possible to happen one of the things i believe was the main contributor or main trigger uh, was that we luckily got our first uh, startup experience right as a unicorn experience we had this uh, skype And then uh, actually in parallel with Skype, there was another company called Playtech, uh, which people don't know much about, but that was actually also a kind of like unicorn level startup. It was more like a P2P uh, in in gambling uh, industry. So people don't know too much about it uh, from outside of Estonia, but Estonians know. So these two were extremely successful startups. We didn't have any startups at all. And then suddenly we have two of them, two unicorns in our backyard and Skype uh, being the most glamorous not only in the scale of Estonia but also in the global scale it was like really glamorous startup this was the first uh, this was basically the trigger it made people especially the young people young talented people to think that hey this has been possible here why shouldn't uh, I try to like people wanted to get more of it and uh, it kind of created this attitude or or, or motivation to start trying but that uh, alone wasn't enough there was um, uh, we didn't have like too much infrastructure uh, startup related infrastructure in place we didn't have like too much uh, established investor ecosystems or even series or or other kind of like infrastructural or cultural things that usually you can see in different startup uh, centers and th- these had to be built up as well like uh, right after the, the skype there were a couple of things were happening quite fast like there were special dedicated hackathon even series created in order to enable people to try out the kind of like uh, lean and mean startup uh, quick Uh, prototyping and hacking mentality and and uh, and also also kind of like create the awareness among the people that uh, this is how things usually get started in the in the startup scenery so basically two things i would say one was the these those unicorns that triggered the motivation and the other was kind of like a community build up but uh, assuming that the motivation is there this community build up happens fast fast as well because because uh, when people are really motivated they will figure out it uh, like uh, how to help each other how to build things up and so uh, and and take things to the next levels That was a very extensive and very explanatory answer. Thank you very much. In your opinion, for startups in nowadays in, let's say, Baltic region, so Nordics and Estonian, Latvia, what are the main problems they face nowadays? And what is the main key to success? I guess the uh, most of the opportunities and then challenges 
are somewhat related to the size of the countries, either in, in Estonia or Latvia or Lithuania. They are pretty much uh, similar in the sense it is easy to start new ideas uh, over there. In Tartu, it's, it's really, you can really quickly find a team of two or three like-minded people to, to, to start playing with something. You can get easily get some kind of like uh, hot desk to work on, work at somewhere together and, and uh, get some quick validation of, of your ideas from here and there and lots of help. But the main trouble uh, for the startups there is when, you, when they get to the point where they have to scale because, uh, and that comes from, again, from the size. The small size help you to start quickly when you are in the idea stage because people know people know each other uh, like very well and then you figure out help quickly and so on but at the same time that's uh, that size is also an obstacle when you have to scale when you start growing your team like you get to the point where you have already like i don't know 40 50 60 people then you uh, then you suddenly start feeling that the hiring pool just doesn't scale anymore all, all these uh, scale ups and then quickly growing startups they're all struggling at the same hiring pool in this in those uh, small countries and this is one of the reasons why most of the scale-ups are uh, at some point starting to quickly build up their engineering uh, offices uh, on some other locations as well like uh, uh, i don't know uh, poland or 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 belarus or ukraine and uh, places like or that finland uh, <laughs> i don't know if we do that i uh, i haven't heard about I know people do quite a lot the yeah. other way, Finland to Estonia. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the people are interacting quite a lot between Finland and, and Estonia, but I haven't heard uh, an Estonian startup to start building up an engineering office in Finland. So <laughs> Okay, now we're giving them an idea. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that might be. There has been an, an acquisition in the history where one Estonian software company, which wasn't a startup anymore at that time, uh, acquired one, uh, uh, one Finnish company, which is uh, Nortal. Maybe you have heard about that. I think we're good for now, unless you want to finish your ideas. Well... <laughs> One uh, one thing maybe uh, that I also finished up my speech today on the stage is that um, time is our most precious resource. Whenever you, I don't know, lose or waste your money or some other resources, you can recover from that. But when you spend time, you can never uh, you can never get your time back what you have spent. And wh- uh, whatever you do, like you, when you consider that your next startup or next kind of like employment engagement or whatsoever uh, you have to think that it is going to consume a significant amount of uh, of the time that you have left before you retire so you have to think carefully what you spend it on and uh, and then when you engage then uh, you have to think how to spend the time in the way that least amount of it gets wasted on unnecessary tri- things and my kind of like a personal mission is also to help people to avoid wasting their time and my ways of doing this uh, because of my software engineering background is obviously through technology i i am currently working on uh, a lot on kind of like data science and then cloud-based data engineering technologies and helping uh, be, uh, helping people to figure out ways how to do their uh, project in a fast lean and mean fashion how to validate their product ideas uh, instead of spending too much time on uh, working on low value stuff uh, i'm working in a, in a company called Moongascade, which is currently a certified Google Cloud partner, and that's basically my f- uh, field of topics that I'm working on at the moment. All right. Thank you very much for being with us today on the Startup Breakfast, and thank you very much, Oscar. See you on the Startup World Cup. Yeah, and thank you too for calling me. Well, hello, Tommy. 
Hello. Can I ask you to give us some background info of what do you do and what are you? Well, that's a good question. I don't know to answer myself as well. So basically, I do pretty much everything that's what concerns startups. I help startups. I invent and discover some stuff that can help startups with different things like go-to-market, fundraising, and that sort of stuff. And uh, have a different projects going on in Finland and elsewhere, and also working sort of like a background well like a sad shadow ceo for a few companies helping them evolve and so forth so been pretty much every, everything that where i see that i have value in uh, i try to help speaking of projects i know that you work in golden gateway yeah yeah and i know that you together with in cooperation with business temporary are starting this nordic startup school soonish Uh, yeah, yeah. So what's it will be about? Uh, well, the short background for that was that I, I really seen that the level of the Finnish entrepreneurs is not even close to good enough. So I was I've been like coaching and mentoring them one by one, but I decided that would be nice to do it on a bigger scale. So I introduced the business tamper my idea like six months ago, and eventually. They had to go through the process to actually find uh, someone to deliver the whole concept because they can just buy it just like that. And eventually, after all the proposals were in, they decided that they could start working with me. And and hopefully now the goal is that we have one one class of startups every six months. And now now is the first batch starting about a month from now. And hopefully everything goes well. And then we improve and then we're going to have another one just before slush and like I said the goal is to improve the skill set of the entrepreneur about all possible things that they need to evolve and grow because at the moment the Finnish companies are not growing even nearly fast enough and are not ambitious enough and so forth so that's something that we want to work on okay and what do you generally feel is the main challenge for early stage startups nowadays in Finland well you could say that ambition and courage are two things that are well they're not completely missing but there isn't enough then how do you ex- exactly grow from one million to five ten and one hundred that's that's really the pain point so it's quite a few companies go to one or two million and after that they when they leave abroad then things start to fall apart and they don't really succeed as they would like to and eventually they just settle for a few millions and eventually exit or some something like that happens so that's one of actually one of the key p- points that why the startup school has started because we want to help with the key issues like recruiting and grow, growth overall uh, sales in certain countries because Finnish people, even if you know how to make sales here in Finland, we don't know how to do it abroad, especially in the US. We just go there and think that we can do it, but we I have seen that it pretty much never works. I know that you're quite active in co-working with Business Tampere, if I can put it this way. Uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. I, basically, my question is, uh, what kind of help can nowadays 
platforms like Business Tampere or Tribe Tampere provide for startups? Well, I think that the whole eco- ecosystem is really important. I think that I'm more or less on the later phase of the startup, like when the startup has established themselves and has already some customers and and so forth. But the ecosystem pretty much does the same thing that what I think that was lacking the the courage and the ambition and just to make people more friendly about startups overall and see entrepreneurship as one one way to push their career as well and and like I said overall uh, make this startup startup phase early on from idea to actually setting up the company as easy as possible uh, have the people and mentors help there so they don't make really big mistakes early on and so forth i see that that's really the key thing that well business tamper and other similar organizations could do Okay, and speaking of keys, in your opinion, what is the key to success for a startup? Is there anything besides courage, let's say? I could say that uh, one, one key thing is knowing how to make the early sales and really do the customer development right, because I've seen so many companies do uh, the same mistake about sort of like the solution is looking for a problem so we we really like to do things but eventually when we think think, when we actually have to find customers for the thing that we have developed that's that's going to be harder but when you go do it together with the customers and like talk with the customers really early on then it makes so the sales and everything so much easier so i would i would still say sales overall and customer development Do you think that this can be learned during projects like uh, Nordic Startup School? Uh, yeah, that's actually one of the key things that we want to help. It's not, a, not a really nothing new there. Sort of like lean startup way, ways of working and, uh, and making the product and sales and everything. It's not that complex, but still like when we finish, people are shy and quite introvert we like still like to be in our caves and develop our stuff and not talk to any anybody except when we when we have to because we won't get money otherwise if we otherwise if we don't make any sales okay what are the if you, if i can ask you to name a few other events you're currently in not really events that much well nordic startup school is one thing but there's also one thing that we're gathering a syndicate and network of finnish backgrounded people back in the US and setting up investor syndicate that would uh, actively help Finnish companies and Finnish entrepreneurs that want to uh, make sales and success, succeed in the US because that's really something that I really rarely see happen and the network and expertise and the funding that the network would, would provide pretty much should help a lot and also decrease all the things that are currently hard like making the first sales attracting the necessary capital to actually go there and so forth so that takes some of my time and of course the nordic startup school and then the other companies that i'm working on so there's a lot of work and i'm pretty surprised that i still have to <laughs> i've been able to manage it everything <laughs> on behalf of tribecast team we're especially grateful for you to having some time for us for an interview today And probably I have one last question. Summarizing all you have just said, is it a good time nowadays to start a business of your own in Finland? Or is it some kind of, you know, slow point where you wouldn't recommend people to jump into it? Mm, well, 
I could say that it's never <laughs> there's never a good time really because it's it's hard and um, working in a startup still is much harder than people expect really and I've seen so many people come there work in a startup and eventually they just notice that okay I, this is just too much for me because there's so much pressure and there's so much things to do and there's a lot of work then because especially in Finland that because we really emphasize the family life and other 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 parts of life so much and being in a startup is really consuming and like I said there's never a good time to start start a startup but still I would recommend people to do it eventually because it gives so much and you and you learn so much when you when you're in a startup you can never you can never learn in a corporation in a that, that short of time so much what you can do in a startup but like I said it's a it's a tricky trick question yes yes and no both <laughs> so you you learn even if you fail uh yeah definitely i think that when you fail you learn more than you when you actually succeed because when you succeed you might be lucky there the time might be good there's so many things that can be helping you but when you just push and fail and you notice that okay these things were what we did wrong that's something that you can actually actually learn from well, and I, I i really like the saying that once you're lucky twice you're good so anybody anybody can be lucky once but when you when they do it twice or more times then can they can actually say that they're good Thank you, Tommy, for being with us today. This was Tommy Terentiev. Thank you. And now we're having Alexandra Santos with us. Hello, hello Alexandra. Hello, hello. Alexandra, can you tell us a few things about your background? Can you share what are you and where do you come from and what do you do now, basically? story of my life in in a few minutes. So I'm Alexandra Santos. Like I come originally from Portugal. I've been in Finland now for 14 years. Been doing a bit of different things, mostly like quality assurance and software testing, doing a knock in Microsoft before, doing some freelancing after, and uh, kind of been part of Tribe Tampere community <laughs> uh, since it, it started. Like uh, doing event production here and um, and lately doing business development. In a few words, what is tribe community nowadays? I think the concept of tribe has evolved since the moment that kind of we opened our doors one year and a half ago. I think now tribe is a, a network, a network of connections of people of different communities, like a community of communities, different players that are like cooperating in the ecosystem all under kind of the same umbrella. Tribe as a community and you personally will be taking part in Tribex, which is the nearest biggest event. And can you open up for our listeners what is it about and what do we expect? Tribex was like a concept that we came out um, like last year. We wanted to create a space where startups and investors uh, could actually meet and have meaningful connections. Small event, max 50 people that you hear maybe some founder stories, um, you hear some um, important sessions or important matters that like funding or uh, matters like that. And... Uh, 
we decided that you know doing it every three to four months in order to engage the community and uh, we have now done three editions of Tribex we're now going for the, for the fourth edition and we are quite pleased that with the reception of the event uh, people start recognizing the brand um, and this uh, time we're going to be back to Pacajuane so we're going to do it a bit bigger again so we are very excited about that I've always wanted to ask, where does the name Tribex come from and what does it mean? We just had a brainstorming session because uh, I think Tribex is actually the only event that it's really just Tribe Dampere uh, owned. Uh, and we're just playing with the with terms, you know, and like we're just coming out with names and it just came Tribex. The Tribe and the X, maybe a bit like TEDx, I, I don't know, but it, it just came out of the meeting, the, the name Tribex and it kind of it kind of sticked people like embraced and then our trademark is the X so in a nutshell it just came out of a brainstorming session but I think it works really well so people associated with tribe but they understand like it's a separate event okay does Tribex has some kind of main theme uh, we we changed the the themes, uh, so we have been. I think the the first Tribex was on failure. We wanted kind of open to uh, the first Tribex for people to to understand that not only you should hear about the success stories from from startup founders, uh, but as well the the failures. Like everybody fails, and we just need to be more more open about it. That's how people grow. It's by learning from their failures. Uh, and the last uh, other two Tribex, they were more uh, focused um, on funding matters. Like we had like uh, syndication talking about an different kind of uh, fundings like angel versus VC funding. What are the differences? Um, right. Can one only like take part as a visitor in Tribex or is there some kind of possibility to be part of the event volunteering? Yeah, you can uh, be part of the team. We actually have at the moment the volunteer application open. It's open for more. Uh, it's open until the 15th, so Friday end of day. And um, so you get a bit behind the scenes on how to actually make a startup event. Uh, if you want to participate, we have the tickets uh, on sale. 10 euros for the early bird and then 15 with normal price. And you can get the early bird until the 20th of February. Are there any specific requirements for a volunteer? The volunteer tasks are mainly uh, to support uh, during the event, constructing the venue area. We're going to have the, the event in Pacajuane, so which is actually a large venue in Tampere, and just just basic uh, assistance with the registration, supporting the guests with questions, um, helping on the backstage, um, and so forth. I know that. Tribex is technically a pre-event to the Startup World Cup. What do we expect from this event? Yeah, that's right. So um, the same as we did last year, we used um, Tribex to be the pre-event for the the Startup World Cup. Uh, so we're going to go a bit bigger. And, and because we are going a bit bigger, we decided that we will showcase the Estonian startup ecosystem. So we are going to have two guests coming from Estonia. Uh, one is Rain Lemberpool. He was angel investor of the year in 2017. He's a very active angel and as well a serial entrepreneur. And he has helped build the startup ecosystem in the city of Tartu. So he has a lot of experience and a lot of interesting things. Uh, he was as well the CEO 
of Playtech, that is one of the Estonian unicorns, actually, when when they went uh, and became a unicorn. So he has like a lot of different um, experiences, and he will um, bring his journey to the event. And the, the other guest is Asko Seba. Asko has already been <laughs> in, in Tribe during the startup breakfast, and he will open up a bit more. Uh, he was as well part of Skype mobile team from the beginning. So he went as well through the Skype uh, unicorn journey. Uh, then he founded his own company. He has been very active in the hackathons in Estonia. And he's very much interested as well in, in you know, checking what the Tampere startup ecosystem is all about. And Tartu and um, Tampere are actually twin cities. They have a lot of similarities. So it's it's very interesting how the ecosystems are quite similar. And because of that, I think a lot of synergies can, can be born. What do you generally think about a startup ecosystem in Tampere nowadays? I think it exists now. It didn't exist one year and a half ago. So uh, I think the ecosystem means that there's like a structure in place that supports someone. And and I think that platform didn't exist before. And now there is this combination of different organizations and associations actually working together and building like a healthy ecosystem in the city that we're actually able to provide support to the startups and as well to the investors and uh, and not only uh, make a good role as, uh, you know, the heart of the ecosystem in Tampere, but as well in Finland that we're able to support the startups uh, connecting with other cities in Finland as well. Do you think it's a good time to open a business of your own in Finland nowadays? I think uh, starting a new business is always risky, but I think now it is a good momentum because uh, there is a lot of support that people can reach out to. There's many success stories from the last years coming from Finland. So I think it is inspiring to have all this. You know, if others make it, you can make it as well from Finland. You don't need to go... uh, to other hubs, you don't need to go to Berlin, Paris, or San Francisco in order to make it big. You can make it big here. And what kind of help nowadays can early stage startups get from tribe community? We basically help to to connect the startups uh, with all the different organizations, and uh, and and I think that that is kind of key. Uh, many times, I think. The biggest problem is that the services to support the startups, they exist. Uh, the deeper, different kind of fundings available exist, but people don't know that they exist. And many times people are looking for <laughs> kind of services and solutions that already exist, but they are just not aware of. And I think it's like raising as well the awareness and facilitating the connections. So basically networking and connections. I, I would say so. I think it's it's key. Speaking of keys, in your opinion, what is the key to success for an early stage startup or for a start, startup in general? Having the, the right people in your team. Because um, I think the success of the startup is all about how the, the startup executes. Uh, it doesn't matter in the product or the idea that it has, but the ability to execute something. And uh, you need to have the right people in order to be able to execute. And the people with the, what are the right people? <laughs> of course, people like, I think with um, 
this mindset that you are always pushing forward and uh, when you face um, adversities that you continue pushing forward and that you don't give up, um, that you're able to listen what others tell you and you're able to take advices, uh, you're able to make changes to your company. Like, do not regard your company as your baby. <laughs> Just, you know, the baby, yeah, has the first steps with you, but then the baby will grow and they start, you know, listening to advices from others on how your company can grow might be a good start. So do you believe that events like Startup World Cup and Tribex actually help people in a sense of networking? Or is it more of a, like, come to listen to some cool speakers and then go home and think of it? I think it's both. It's, it's a combination that you hear others' journeys and it can reflect in yourself. Like, um, I think it's important to hear how others made it. Uh, so that, and, and it can be, you know, many times people from your same city or the same conditions as, as you have that you see that what were the obstacles that that person had as a founder and you can learn from that, from that experience. Uh, but essentially in the event, if you have... Um, For example, angel investors or VC funds represented there. You have like corporate companies, other startups. You have the right people that are your network and that you can that you need in order to grow your business. I would say it's both. You you take the the inspiration, but as well the networking, and you can really make meaningful connections there. Okay, thank you very much, Alexander, for thank being you. with us. <laughs> This was Tribecast episode 5 and my name is Marina. Let me remind you that Tribecast is a part of Tribe Tampere community. I wish you a pleasant weekend and you'll be able to hear my voice next Friday. Stay warm and tuned. Tribecast.